0: what's happening everybody welcome back to answering questions from reddit and welcome back to mental health casual i'm your host lucky or mental health casual whatever you guys prefer to call me and today we're looking at three separate subreddits that have to do with mental health the first one being adhd second one being anti-psychiatry and the last one is good old depression i probably shouldn't say that on this channel but whatever uh let's go over to adhd so um, I want to be clear about something actually real quick. Uh, when I talk about ADHD, I know I am – it sounds like I'm very dis- dismissive of it. The only reason why I am I sound that way is just because I feel like it's diagnosed too much. Not saying that it doesn't exist, but I feel like it's diagnosed too much in young men to the point where it's it's almost like we're trying to make them stop being – themselves at all right and so for me it's and themselves just meaning they have energy right like young young boys in particular have a lot of freaking energy that need to be you know they need to, you know they need to run around and do all that kind of stuff and when you're in a school setting and especially when you're in a zoom setting like it's really hard to keep that at bay right so Um, that's the only reason why I sound a little dismissive of it. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm not saying that it's not a big problem. I'm just saying, I feel like a lot more people are diagnosed with it than I think are actually suffering from it. Like maybe they really are just dealing with, uh, some energy, uh, you know, they're, they're not letting off enough energy. So that's just my opinion on it. You know, I mean, there have been scientists have talked about this before, but you know, um, let's see here nice I got a job this is a success celebration thing I I always like to read some of these because it always is nice to um, hear about some of these because obviously there is a lot of ranting and raving on here as well so you know it's always nice to hear the, the positive sides of things uh I after months of procrastination saying I'd get a job yesterday I finally updated my resume and did some applications then I got some calls for interviews literally hours after submitting them I had an interview today and now I have a job starting as soon as Sunday. Now I can help my mom with my future pay apartment bills. Uh, it's a Walmart, but as a full-time college student who's also trying to get an apartment, this is a big win for me. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, you know, that that's always really a good thing for, especially if somebody with ADHD, right? Because typically when you have a bunch of freedom as somebody with ADHD, at least is what from what I've heard, it's really tough for you to make solid decisions. So things that add structure to your life, and this is actually just a general rule, right? As, as long as you have some type of structure in your life that forces you into things like I have deadlines for my I, I force deadlines on myself for my YouTube channel and my podcast, mainly because if I don't, you know, and people can look at me like, Oh, my God, why is he freaking out? He could literally do this at any time. If I don't, I start to get that anxiety. And so that helps me stick to my schedule, right? Like I'm doing a video, uh for my anime casuals today, right? I need to get that done. you know, it's halfway done. so um but adding structure to your life is, you know, because a lot of people think that structure is like the straight jacket of, you know, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. You know, there's so much a, a time in the day for, you know, typically, right? Of course, if you're working multiple jobs, it probably isn't, but there's so much time in the day to do all the things that you want to do that you know, adding structure to it isn't going to, you know, make it so you can never touch. You know, you can never get stay in touch with your friends, or you can never do this. You know, but uh, let's see. Um, it's so heartbreaking to fall out of hyperfixation. I'm someone who finds a lot of joy and motivation for finding a new hobby, learning a lot, and investing. Uh, this includes different avenues of art, sewing, music, etc. I've recently gotten to plants and took a lot of pride in supporting them all. But recently, I haven't felt the same hyperfixated high. I can barely take care of my plants. I see them wilting; it makes me so sad. I thought this hobby was genuine. I thought I genuinely really wanted, really wanted this, but it was po- just popular around me. And something I haven't learned about: it's great. I learned a lot of, about many things, but it hurts when I find out these hyperfixations are not hobbies. Um, whenever you, so this is the problem I have with taking up things. For, simply for ple- pleasure, right? So you can use them as a starting point, right? Like kind of like a match uh, to start a fire, right? But after you start a fire, what typically happens? Like you know, my brother used to take me camping and all that stuff. So typically, you need to work to keep it alive, right? So you can start, you can. So this is the problem, right? So you start the fire, right? You have like fire starters, or maybe you use some newspaper, or, you know, dried leaves, or you do it fucking what's a Boy Scout style, you know, the, where they they put the sticks together, um, but you know, the problem is keeping that fire maintained is actually hard work, you need to blow on it, you need to add more firewood to it, it doesn't just stay like that, right? It's a burning fire, because you make it a burning fire. And that's the problem with um, using inspiration to keep going, right? Because you know, if I use inspiration to keep going on these podcasts, I'm doing every day, I mean, I would be fucking done, right? I'm just, you know, just being real out here. Uh I do this because I am trying to be, get better at my craft, right? I mean, look back at the Charles Collins interview that I did, right? Uh, life is a craft, right? I I simply, uh, at least for me, I, I see this as my craft and I really want to get better at it. I really want to get better at speaking. I really want to get better at, you know, being able to come, uh, improvise, you know, doing these things because, you know, I'm doing these all like I'm literally just recording straight from Anchor, Right. Uh, so all that means is I don't get to edit this. I don't get to, I can edit this, but I, you know, if I'm doing this every day, I'm not going to edit all these, but you know, I really want to keep doing this. And you know, there are days where it just feels completely out of whack. Like, I'm like, why am I even doing these? I mean, nobody's listening to me, nobody's doing this. And, but the reason why I do keep doing these is because it's practice and it's something that I want to get better at. And even though the inspiration isn't always there, I know that it's something that I can do. Right. And also, you know, knowing that you're good at something is, uh, or that you're at least competent at something shows that you have potential to be good at it. Right. So, you know, it's definitely a good, uh, it's a good outlet for me, especially since, you know, I, I could be like listening to all these thoughts in my head all the time anyway. So why don't I just, why don't I just burden you guys with my thoughts, right? <laughs> why don't I just let you guys know what I, uh, uh, what I, what I'm thinking. So, you know, it's good. It's, you know, it's good if you're a journaler, then you journal, but, uh, you know, uh, worst thing about ADHD is sleeping. I fucking hate it. No matter how much you fix your sleep cycle or take care of rituals and habits. One thing about that bothers you or stays in your mind is enough to keep you up all night and mess every perfect cycle up. It's 12 AM now and I haven't slept yet. And my head is so busy that I think I won't sleep anytime soon. Damn it. Um, so typically what I do before going to sleep, uh, is all, um, like I, since I'm religious, I pray, like I like to, I like to pray to God and have conversations with him and, you know, kind of say, you know, thank you for being with me. And, you know, I, I typically have a ritualistic thing that I say to, to God, but you know, if you're not, if you're not into that kind of stuff, then keeping your mind focused on something is definitely a good thing to to do. So let's say you are. um you know, instead of focusing on like a bunch of different things, having a dialogue with yourself right now, that sounds like it could be very, it could be just as, you know, hard to keep your focus as other things. But um, that, for me, I found that it actually works out really well. You know, I'll give you an example, right? So you're about to go to sleep and you just say, all right, I know there were a lot of things in my, you know, it's my, like a confession, right? Like if you ever, I'm not Catholic, but you know, if you've seen those confessionals where the the guy go, or somebody goes into the confession thing, and then the, the priest or, you know, pastor is on the other side, and uh, then you end up, you know, talking to them and, you know, to confessing your sins, so to speak. Um, I, you know, doing something like that is actually pretty good. You know, I messed up on a lot of things today, but I want to do better, and, you know, just keep talking like that, right? Like, not in a frantic pace, not in some uh, rudimentary type of way, but, you know, just, just speaking. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's good. You know, it, it's good to kind of, you know, focus that into a conversation instead of random thoughts. Right. So, um, now I don't know how hard it is, how much harder it is on ADHD. Like, I'm a pretty distracted person, I'm easily distracted all the time. So, I don't know how much difficult, how much different it is on it, you know, being, uh, you know, being diagnosed with ADHD, but I would imagine it's pretty similar. So, um, yeah, let's see. Um, Oh, there's a little success celebration. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but uh, you know, my first three days on Ritalin, I feel the difference. That's very good. You know, I listen. I I know that medication gets a bad rap. Um, you know, for me too. You know, I, I, I it depends on the situation, though, right? Um, at least for me, I like to think of medication as a temporary thing. But if it is something that you need for the rest of your life, then uh, then so be it, right? Like if there is somebody that is highly addicted to something and they need marijuana in their life to, to keep going on with their life and, um, it's less dangerous to them. And that's the only thing that can help them function. Then, Hey, you know what you do, you marijuana didn't help me, but maybe it can help somebody out there. Right. And if it is a permanent solution, as long as you can afford it, I mean, go for it. I was spending way too much money on marijuana at the time and alcohol and all that stuff. But, um, you know, and if Ritalin is something that ends up working for you, then, you know, by all means, do you, you know, if it, if it helps you live your better life, then that's absolutely fine. That's what it's there for. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, good for you. And I'm, I hope, uh, I hope it's still, uh, excuse me. I hope it still keeps up. So let, let's go over to anti-psychiatry, uh, for people that are new here, anti-psychiatry is just basically, it's exactly how it sounds. Uh, it's basically, it, it's basically, uh, again, it's a subreddit against a lot of the psychiatric method, methods used, especially some that may seem a little sketchy. And, you know, psychiatry can be a little sketchy. Sometimes I, I haven't really dealt with the sketchy part of it. Um, but let's read oh, how long. Is, oh, my God. They freaking wrote a book on this one. Um, psychiatry is the biggest human rights violation of our time. I see my friends posting the same stuff that is so obviously regurgitated from drug companies. These friends are not bad people. They're just compassionate, yet seriously misguided and, and, and uneducated people. They say your brain is deficient there you for you need uh, Zoloft, uh, Klonop, in uh, Abilify, etc. To fix it, the medications will help you, they encourage you to start a medication that will most likely ruin your life because they believe that it's the only way to treat your mental illness. They say if you don't want to reply to a text message or wonder if someone loves you and have thoughts about why you weren't included, then it would be a pathology that you need medication for. Um, so first off, I'm I'm not going to read the whole entire thing, right? Um but I never really like the idea that medication is a first I think of medication as like a last resort. I would like to see people try some type of therapy first, you know, some, or some type of somatic psychotherapy as well, you know, something that is more physical because um, a lot of these things and, you know, maybe it doesn't work. Then you go to the, uh, the medication. Now, in my case, I was in a very tough spot, right? I was literally hospitalized. I was literally on the brink of like, I don't know, reality, if you want to call it that. But, you know, there are going to be times where maybe medication is the best way to save your life. Right. And that's where I, I kind of stand at. Right. I'm not really with the idea that you need a medication for the rest of your life, you know, um, especially with our healthcare system right now. I mean, it's really tough to keep on healthcare and all that stuff. So, um, at least for me, I don't like the idea of being on medication long term. that just my opinion. Right. Um, if you're, if you're into that, that's totally fine. You know, maybe you do take it. And like, like I said before, right. The same thing with the marijuana thing, right. If, if, you're doing meth, uh, if you're doing meth before, and you went to marijuana, and you're functional, you can, you know, you smoke every day, but it's not, it's not meth, uh, then you don't live your best life, right? But, you know, with me, the fact that I was able to get off of those at some point was really good. And, you know, I, I was very thankful for them, because, you know, it, it, Zoloft actually helped me in the sense that I didn't actually... It was tough for me to actually feel a lot of emotions that were negative. Like every time I went to a negative place, it just wouldn't come to me. But the minute I got off of Zoloft, it was weird. I actually cried for the first time and it felt really good. It felt really good to feel that that part of me that I thought was lost. Uh, and, you know, it was such a relief, you know, so cathartic to actually cry for the first time in, you know, years probably. But I'm not saying that I probably didn't cry at that point, but... Uh, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was magical, you know, to say the least, you know, to feel those negative emotions again. So, you know, like I said, I prefer to have some type of therapy first, but if it's an emergency situation, like you're on, you're in suicide watch or, you know, you're about to commit suicide, I can see why being medicated would be a strong, um, would be a good idea, right? A short story of my experience planning to see a new psych. Hey, this is my first post on the, on the subreddit after lurking for a while, after lurking for a while. (laughs) And I recently had an experience with psychiatry that I need to get out. So I've been hospitalized twice in the past six months, voluntary due to my bipolar uh, anxiety episodes being so bad. I feel like I'm going to die until they tranquilize me in the hospital. Two milligrams of Ativan to get me to calm down from an extreme anxiety mood episode. Because of all that happening, I've had to interact with a lot of psychiatrists and therapists and nurses. I'm not gonna go too much into the into it, or else it, we'd be here all day. Just know my experiences in the hospital ward did give me trauma, and now every time I smell the hospital smell, I feel immense dread. The big thing I wanted to mention today was the absolutely cruel and draconian controlled substances agreement for patients like myself who take uh, Xanax or Ativan or what have you. I was supposed to fill out. I was supposed to fill out uh, as the part of the new patient packet to see the new psychs in uh, the hospital recommended. And, and my God, who the hell do these people think they are? Their stupid little agreement says they can urine test you anytime they deem fit without your consent. If you refuse, they'll take away your meds. And if they find illicit substances, weed, cocaine, whatever, they'll take away your meds. And then they'll narc on you to every doctor in the state. What the fuck? And don't even, sorry, that's what literally what the, the article says it's not me saying what the fuck um and don't even try to use fake piss because they'll still analyze it to see if you're taking your meds and if they don't find anything no meds for you it's like if you don't play their stupid game they'll take away the damn thing they gave you that you're now addicted to do they not realize that stopping things like benzos cold turkey can kill you and the worst part these doctors know that a lot of mentally ill people especially bipolars like myself have substance abuse problems and they still pull this crap why the hell is my state filled with these absolutely ghoulish evil psychs who just want to control mentally ill people? It's so fucking dehumanizing. Um, so that that's hmm. – I have a couple different reactions to this, right? I I can see why they would do this. I don't understand – see, the problem with me and piss tests – I actually don't like piss tests in, um, in jobs either because first off, that's none of their business, right? With this, I don't. I also don't think it's much. There, it's any of their business as well, right? Even though, yes, you're in a psych ward, and yes, you're getting. Um, I would imagine that it has more to do with, like, because I hear, I, I hear that Xanax. If you drink or if you do certain things with it, it can be a problem. Like, it can lead to like a like a chemical cocktail in your body that can like really fuck you up. So maybe if I had to guess, maybe it has to do more with liability reasons. I'm just, I'm just reaching at things here, guys. I really don't know. Um, but yeah, as for the piss test thing, I really don't like that. Cause it treats you more like you did something wrong and like you were in a prison, right? Like, cause that's usually what, what prison sentences are like when you're on parole, when you're on parole for some type of drug offense, typically that's what they do. They'll, they'll drug test you. And I'm, I'm okay with it in that sense. Maybe, um, Maybe I, I, like I said, I'm still not into these, uh, these involuntary piss tests and stuff, but, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm a little, I'm a little mixed on this one, but I definitely see where they're coming from. I definitely see that, uh, where the, because the problem is the fact that they can just take your meds away. Right. Um, and they are right about benzodiazepines for people that don't know, uh, there's a guy named Jordan Peterson out there and he tried to stop benzodiazepines pretty like cold Turkey ish and literally almost like died. And he still has like terrible side effects from them, uh, from being, you know, addicted to them. You know, they're highly addictive. And it's, they're a lot like alcohol, right? Alcohol. If you stop alcohol, cold Turkey after like, if you're drinking every single fucking day and you're really addicted to it, then if you just stop alcohol, cold Turkey, you can literally die. I mean, I had a guy named JT Wahlberg on here who said the exact same thing. Right. So yeah, that's really, Oh man, that's real rough, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, that's why I like to bring up this anti-psychiatry subreddit every now and then, just so that we get a fresh perspective. Cause obviously I'm very pro psychiatry, pro this, that, but you know, we need to, we need to talk about the other side of it, right? Like psychiatry is not all rainbows and gumdrops and, you know, I guess, you know, pills and all that stuff. It, It can be very, uh, it, it, there there are definitely some dark sides to everything that you see right there are medical malpractices there's all this stuff I also just don't want to make it seem like that's all it is right psychiatry like probably saved my life for the most part so um, along with therapy so that's just my that's just my uh my thoughts so let's go over to the depression subreddit being depressed is ruining my memory and focus it's so frustrating I don't know if anyone else can relate but it's just so hard for me to focus on something for longer than a few minutes. I feel like I'm zoning out. And when I'm talking to someone like in the middle of saying something, I forget what I was talking about. And I feel so dumb. I used to love reading too, but now it's such a struggle. I'm so tired of this. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a tough thing because depression takes up a lot of your energy. Like if, if anybody's ever gone through like an, well, anxiety and depression in particular, you probably have a little bit of anxiety if I had to guess. Um, but the depression part of it, it takes up so much mental energy that it's weird dude i i remember i maybe like a couple months ago or something like that i was really depressed and i just remember being super hungry afterwards because it literally it took up all this energy in my head that i needed like my body needed some type of sugar or something to um to keep it going because like the depression took up so much of me i was like holy crap man like i just I literally just stopped functioning for a second and like all of a sudden when I came back to, I was like, Oh my God, I need some, I need substance. I need food. I need something. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty wild. So, um, you know, good luck with that. I it's, it depression is a really weird thing because it's like, yes, it's not a physical thing, but it's also a physical thing. Right. Or else the medic psychotherapy wouldn't be a thing. So uh, let's check out the next one. Being alone makes it worse, but also better. I don't know why. I, I don't know why, but I'm when I'm around people, all I want to do is be alone. But when I'm alone, I just feel this incredible emptiness. It sucks. Even though I can't think of a single person I actually want to be with right now. Yeah, I mean, I used to take these really long walks, and it was weird. They helped, but they didn't help. Right? They helped in the sense that I was getting some type of exercise, but they didn't help in the sense that. I was just sitting there ruminating. And if I wasn't ruminating, then I was just escaping to another world that didn't have to do with this world. You know, I have a really active imagination. And so whenever I would just think, I would think of a world where I was a hero. I would think of the world where I was sometimes even the villain, right? Because, you know, it was that that joker syndrome, right? Like just giving into your mental illness and not pretending to be something that you're not, you know, that kind of thing. That very romantic way of thinking about mental illness. So yeah, I definitely get this quite a bit, you know, it's it's tough to it's tough to really deal with uh, being alone. But I would say that, you know, even though you don't want to be around people, being around people is just so much better. Right. Because A, it keeps you out of your own head and B, um, they can give you some thoughtful perspective. I Even without knowing, even without telling them that you have depression, dude, sometimes these people can like save you, you know, um, sometimes, you know, when I talk to people and they don't know I have depression, like they'll just say something out of nowhere that I'm like, oh, wow, that makes a lot of metaphorical sense, right? Um, and, you know, sometimes they'll tell you about their struggles. And that actually helps you cope a little bit with yours, because, you know, people are going through struggles as well, right? It's a very uh, cathartic and it's very cathartic and also very um, humanizing, right? It makes you feel as as though you're part of a group as well. So, Uh, Let's check out the next one. Thought a thought about killing myself today. That's all. I don't really want to discuss why or receive advice on my issues. I just felt like saying it. I really respect and appreciate communities like this. I find it very difficult to discuss these things uh, with family or friends. I know uh, I know what I need to do. I'm just afraid. I understand that I have it in me to make my life better or at least less miserable, but it won't come easy. Suicide seems preferable to dealing with my problems, but it's a passing thought. I'm not at the point to where I'm going to call a hotline, but I did want to tell someone if you took the time to read this, despite it being such a common type of post, thank you. Well, first off, you're welcome. And second off, you know, it it, typically when you have like a suicidal thought, it means a, there's something wrong, right? Like nobody has a suicidal thought that's like mentally sane. Right. Um, Unless, you know, maybe you're doing a philosophical thought experiment maybe, but that's the only time I could think of it really coming up in that way. But, you know, um, you know, all I would say, you know, obviously they didn't want any advice or anything like that. But all I would say is, you know, figure out why these problems exist. You know, the problem with uh, the, the problem with uh, suicide is typically that it like people that like, try and commit it. Don't realize how much of a ripple effect that it has on the rest of the world around them, right? Because all of a sudden, when somebody commits suicide, it doesn't just affect that person, right? It affects them the family, it affects the the, the cousins, the second cousins, and you know, because everybody hears about it because everybody's trying to comfort the person, the people that are closest to them. So obviously, it's going to have an effect on the friends of the people that are closest to them, you know, that kind of thing because everybody's trying to comfort them from this traumatic event that has happened so you know i remember there was a person in my community their their um their husband committed suicide and i remember it it shook up the whole community right so yeah you have to be really careful about you know suicidal thoughts right are they intrusive thoughts you know is it just literally a thought a passing thought like oh i wonder what would happen if i died right here right intrusive thought is very different than suicidal ideations right because then you're you're actually getting these ideas in your head, you're actually thinking about it. You're once a plan comes into place. That's when you're, you're it's a little too late, you know? So, you know, definitely address those as soon as you can, you know? Um, uh, let's see when something bad happens, I fucking spiral. I, I, what I, wait, I, what I would consider chronically depressed, but functional, my mood. Oh, wait, hold on. It goes. Oh, Okay. Um. Okay, I'm going to try and read this. Some of the words are kind of missing, but I am what I would consider chronically depressed but functional. My mood fluctuates a good bit, but more often than not, I just want to hide away and sleep my life away. Despite that, I get out of bed and do my best to try and be productive, uh, be a productive person. But whenever I, my plans get fucked up, I fucking spiral and become my worst self. Uh, Whoops. Okay, let's go over here. Uh, I got transferred at work against my will without being told to a a place that is fucking bullshit. I have made efforts to mitigate this, but have been uh, cock-blocked at every turn. Now I'm a fucking mess. I'm angry as, as shit and storming around my house, breaking shit and just wanting to cry. All in all, this change is bearable, but I don't understand how a minor setback can set me back so much when compared to legitimate traumatic events in my life. I'm just, uh, I'm just, uh, whoops, go back over here. I'm just like, fuck it and carry on. Yeah. So when we're depressed, I mean, anything can just trigger us, right? Like, uh, I don't know, maybe you go to the grocery store and you didn't get ripe bananas, right? Um, it doesn't make them any less valid. It just shows that there is a lot on your plate right now. You know, anytime there's a lot on somebody's plate, um, you have to think about it like this, right? If there's, and just think about the metaphor itself, right? When you think about there being a lot on your plate, right? I like to think back to when I used to go to like the buffets and stuff before the pandemic. Um, When you have too much on your plate, you can't put any more on there or else things start spilling out. And sometimes like everything spills out. So that's what I like to think about in this scenario, right? you have your depression, your trauma, your, just all this stuff. And it's taking up like 90% of your plate and you try and fit, you know, maybe something that's like 15%, right? Like maybe it would take up 15% of your plate, something like that. And all of a sudden you try and put it on there and it's just not fitting and you try and force it on there and all of a sudden things just start falling off and maybe something that took up 30% of your plate. Let's say it's a big, big, fat, juicy steak, right? Um, but it's a bad stake because depression, okay? <laughs> uh, but let's say something really big is taking up part of your plate and all of a sudden that falls, right? Well, then all of a sudden, 20% of whatever you had just falls off. So, you know, you have to think about it like that, right? Whenever you have so much on your plate, it's hard to fit more more things on there and so when you're when something you know very minuscule happens i mean it's happened to me before right when i had when i moved to texas and i had to go through this big process of getting my driver's license and stuff i mean that was I, i mean that just killed me i mean it took forever for me to actually get that going um i was also dealing with you know um doing keeping up my youtube channels and stuff and starting these podcasts but you know, it's, it's a big endeavor. So, you know, whenever you think about the, the spiraling and all that stuff, just think about all the stuff that's on your plate, deal with the stuff that was on your plate to begin with, instead of dealing with the stuff that's being put on your plate, you know? Yes, I, you know, I hate being transferred. I remember when I was at my old job, one of my uh, managers came up to me, he's like, hey, your position isn't really a thing. So we have to, we have to move you over to a position that is a thing. And I was like, and you know, I was before I was waking up at like, three o'clock and going to work at four, or, you know, even earlier. But then they were like, oh, yeah, you got to go to this position. That's like from nine to six. And I was like, that's a totally different position. And I freaked out, too. I was just, you know, I remember just rebelling a lot, getting not getting into fights, but being very passive aggressive towards the assistant manager. And it actually eventually led me to quit uh, that job. And actually, after I quit that job, I quit smoking marijuana. So uh, maybe, you know, maybe that's a, a, a little tidbit right there that can help a lot of people out there. Uh, but you know, sometimes we need to change the things in our lives that are affecting the amount that is on our plate so that we can fit more on it, you know? So that's just my, my thoughts on that. Uh, but as always guys, you can check out all things casual in the link tree in our description box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mental at gmail.com. If you guys have any questions or suggestions or just things that you want me to, to talk about or anything like that. Uh, but. As always, guys, I'll keep. Uh, I'll put all of these uh, subreddits in the description box down below if you would like to become a part of these communities or even help them out yourself. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.